BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Billy Joel has released his first new song. I had read since the early 90s. They're saying 2007. They must be counting some like Christmas song or something. Uh, Anyway, in many, many, many years. We'll uh, play a clip of that a little bit later. Uh, my son comes home from camp today. He's been there since the m- last time I saw him was Sunday night, actually. It's the longest I've gone without talking to him since he was born by a lot. I don't think I'd ever gone 24 hours without talking to him. And uh, so he's going to be coming home, and it's going to be interesting to see how he did. Him and all his 12-year-old friends, entire week-long camp. Yeah, yeah that's exciting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what's your uh, what's your gut feeling? Uh, positive or are you are you more concerned? Oh, uh, positive, absolutely positive. The fact that he, uh, yeah, and it's it's the, it's the most amazing thing he's ever done in his life. And if you've been listening for years, you know his story somewhat. And I'm not going to mm-hmm. repeat it here. Or I think he's reached the age where I'm not going to repeat it at all. But um, right. uh, really, quite an accomplishment to uh, be able to do that. I'm That's going, great. I'm going to run through briefly what I ate yesterday after the clips of the mm. week. Michael thought it was extraordinary and worth remarking upon. And uh, perhaps it'll, it's a bottom that me as a degenerate ingester of food can look toward to build upon to do better. Maybe I can be, a, you pointed out the other day, maybe my role now in society is, is, that, is as a bad example. Yeah. You have a warning to others. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, speaking of warnings and that sort of thing, I uh, got a an alert uh, on my phone during the last break 
about an article, a uh, Substack thing that was right up my alley personally and for the show. I thought, wow, that's great. Um, let me let me take a look at that. I touched the alert, right? Takes me to Substack, which says you got to enter your email address. So I said, okay, don't you have cookies? I subscribed to Matt Taibbi, among others. Okay, fine. And the fabulous Jonathan Haidt. Um, I said, okay, so I enter my email address. We will send you a link to uh, nah, access. The, do this again for the so 10th time. Then I, right, then I go to email. I find that there's the email. Oh, finally showed up there, touched the link. Link takes me to just a Substack in general, not that piece of writing. And so I click around. It won't give me a, the search isn't even on that screen. I finally find a way. I press another button. By this time, I can't remember what I'm looking for. I don't even remember what the headline was. And then I go. And then I find. All right, screw it. I'll search on Taibi. I'll go to Taibi, and I, I don't. I, it pops back into my mind what the article was about, but I can't find it anywhere under his byline. So I've just given up. Seven, eight clicks and searches and scrolls and the rest of it for an alert you gave me on my phone. And like so many things of this sort, do you ever have one of your people once in a while do what normal people do to see how it right, goes? Right, right, right. It's a, that's its own job category. I forget what they call it, but you can make a lot of money working for Apple or Tesla or whoever. As somebody who has that rare talent of kind of an engineer who can experience it like a real person. Wow, yeah. What I I'd love to know what that term is. Yeah, no, I talked title. to a guy who did that for um he did that for Netflix. That's what his job was. He worked for Netflix as that, and then he got hired by Elon to work for Tesla as that. It's uh, I'll I'll text somebody I know cuz they did that for a company once too. It's and it's a, one of the most important jobs you can have in really in any business. Experience the website like a person that doesn't already know how to use it. Because yes. I experience that all yeah. the time where you go to a website and you realize your address is nowhere to be found. Oh, yeah, it is. You got to go to this. and that. Yeah, but nobody would do that. So companies are looking for half wits to, to try their products. Uh, yeah, I could be reached through the Armstrong and Getty show. How about a one Mail quarter? At Armstrong and Getty. How about a one quarter wit? Do you need that? Eh. Uh, hey, let's uh, <laughs> engage now in the Kamala Harris oh, laughs. Oh, nice there's job, a quarter Michael. Wit. Nice job, Michael. Yeah, really well done, M-Dog. Uh, hey, it's uh, Friday. That means it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. I take this very seriously. Don't. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, I'll see you on Wednesday. So suck it up. Yeah. This is Cow Clips of the Week. Taylor Swift Super Bowl. Monarchist. I don't believe in uh, that. How would you handle that? I'd punch him in the face. What do you mean, punch him in the face? You know what the hell punch him in the face means? <laughs> Human tech startup Neuralink successfully inserting a chip implant into the brain of its first human test subject. The snowboarder tells reporters that she was trapped for more than 15 hours in a gondola. I was like, why am I spending $380? Everyone can walk the hell right out. Not fair. Homeland Security Committee releasing articles of impeachment. Yeah, my constituents are angry. How is our city going to look when this is all said and done? The only resistance we're facing is coming from Joe Biden. Give me the border control. 
The four that are arrested should be sitting in Rikers right now. There's no consequences, and we must change this. End of story. There is zero chance I will support this horrible open borders betrayal of America. I'd like to give the money to something Donald Trump hates. You and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely <laughs> new wardrobes, new shoes. We are not looking for a war with Iran. And we will respond when we choose. At the time uh, and place of our choosing. Don't, don't, don't. What is necessary is a hammer blow. China's hackers are positioning on American infrastructure in preparation to wreak havoc. We need to defund the police. I have not used any federal tax dollars for personal security services. Mr. Zuckerberg, you have blood on your hands. I take this very seriously. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? I, would you like to do so now? Three, two, one. See ya. We got an interesting text. I was looking over to the texts during Clips of the Week. We were talking about basic economics last hour, including the idea of the now $20 minimum wage for fast food workers in California that kicked in the other day. That's why the first automated, fully automated restaurant has opened in Pasadena, California. Uh, I want to check that out and see how well it works. Um and I saw it on the CBS Evening News the other night, and they actually said, that to CBS's credit, one of the reasons this is happening is because of the new $20 minimum wage for fast food workers in California. It just pencils out. So we got it's this refreshing. Test. Yeah. In regards to the $20 minimum wage, I am stuck between higher wages and my franchiser mandate. Well, let me, let me start at the beginning. That's always the best place to start. As a restaurant owner, I am the only one who has taken a pay cut since COVID, let alone three times. It sucks that I don't even get credit for the raise, but rather Gavin Newsom and the Democratic Party get the credit. Who do you think will get the credit when I'm forced to close? That's true. So when you finally are paying the people more, they don't even thank you. They thank the governor. But anyway, uh, in regards to the $20 minimum wage, I'm stuck between the higher wages and my franchiser mandating nationwide low specials that are below my costs in California. I'm pretty much just writing it out until my lease expires in another 1.5 years and praying that a miracle happens that allows me to stay employed. I'm dependent upon the other family business to supplement my restaurant, and my brothers are uh, sick of the bleed. This is all I've ever done, and I have 10 years to go before I qualify for Medicare. In other words, he is running a fast food restaurant as a franchisee, and it was profitable and a way to make a living, but with a new $20 minimum wage, it doesn't pencil out. So where do you even begin uh, with these policies? He he said he could raise the prices, but he doesn't think his customers will pay it. Well, I mentioned going to a Wendy's a couple of weeks ago when I got a Baconator, and it was with tax ten dollars and eighteen cents. And I said, "Whoa!" to the person. They said, "I know." They said it's a new minimum wage, ten dollars and eighteen cents for a sandwich at a, at a Wendy's. Yeah, how many people are going to buy that? How many people are going to go back? After you've spent that much at Wendy's and think, well, I'll just go to the regular real restaurant where you get a, you know, a m- much more of a burger for that amount of money. Whenever we, we start talking about this, I have this discouraged feeling that 
Anybody who doesn't understand that, or or, or like our, our friend, the brilliant Tim Sandifer, put it on the show many years ago, um, if you raise the minimum wage to $20, for instance, you've made it illegal to hire somebody who only brings $15 worth of value to your business for what they're worth. So you have two choices. Either you don't hire them at all, which contributes to unemployment among the most vulnerable people, or you pay them far more than they're worth and you raise your prices and hope your customers will stick with you. And the discouraged feeling I get is that people who don't seem to understand that at all, you've got to take a deep breath and practically start with, all right, this is an A, it makes the ah sound, or A, this is a B, it goes buh, buh, buh. Because you've got to get to the very, very, very foundational level of understanding how businesses work. And, you know, the people who are angrily chanting, living wage, living wage, they don't want to hear the basics. So it's just, well, it's an easy issue to demagogue. And I guess we end up with the government we deserve. I want to talk about our obsession with politics coming up in a little bit, because I think it's kind of interesting. But first, uh, Michael said I should run through this again. So this was my eating day yesterday. I'll make it quick. Uh, in the morning here at work, I had a giant chocolate chip peanut butter cookie that somebody's husband made. And it was delicious. Describe, if you will, the uh, the, uh, the dimensions. It probably of weighed said, a pound. Said cookie. I mean, it was like the size. They were of a, big. Oh, yeah, I can like, confirm it. It was like the size of a pie plate and like a half inch thick. It was a giant cookie. Then I had a donut and a half um, before our meeting. We had. Then on the way home, I did. Re- you put the half donut back in the tray. <laughs> that, there was only a half donut left. So oh, somebody ate troubling. half and put it back, and I ate the other half. Um, then uh, on the way home, I drove through McDonald's drive-through. Had two cheeseburgers, no onions. Um, I don't think I ate anything else until I got to evening when I we went to a pizza place. I ate a bunch of pizza. Then I stopped at a dessert restaurant and had a giant piece of really rich chocolate cake. That is all I ate yesterday. There wasn't a single healthy thing in there, was there? That's a bad yeah, eating Pizza day. is arguably a decent enough food. but uh, All right. If you, th- if you say so. It's definitely a CFH, though. A cry for help. Um, <laughs> that's sort of eating. The McDonald's really was the uh, the gratuitous stop. Having had a cookie and a donut at work, you're headed home. You're not going to go home and like make a sandwich or have an orange or you're going to go through McDonald's drive through. Yeah, the ha- I had a ham sandwich yesterday. Not overrated. No, ham sandwich is good. What do you put on it? Uh, Swiss, uh, sl- a couple of slices of Swiss cheese, a little mayo, and a little uh, honey mustard. Yeah. A fairly simple ham yeah. sando, but delicious. Good sandwich. Yeah. Um, we are overly obsessed with politics. Charles C.W. Cook in the National Review actually makes the argument that maybe we were better off when we weren't so politically engaged and we had lower turnout rate. Might actually be true um, in this case. Stay tuned for that conversation. It's kind of interesting. Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury 
with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything, for every passenger, feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Travis Kelsey said that he won't be at the Grammys this weekend with Taylor Swift because he needs to focus on the Super Bowl. And you know your life is good when you can't go to the Grammys because you got to prep for the Super Bowl. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I can't go to the moon today. <laughs> Taylor was like, I flew to Buffalo in January, but that's cool. You do you. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of funny. Uh, I wonder if that is a prep for the Super Bowl thing or it was a things are getting out of hand. I can't be there with the camera on me every five minutes. And when she wins, I they guess show me and then, uh, might be. Well, it's it's easy to forget they have an actual relationship. And yeah. she probably said, you know, I was up in the box and they kept showing me it was just too much. And I'll bet they thought, let's turn down the heat on this if we possibly can. Just yeah. the scrutiny. And speaking of that sort of thing, and then this, specifically the political angle on this, as I mentioned, Megyn Kelly tweeting out that she has friends, people she likes, who are really into this Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey conspiracy about the whole thing is an orchestration and the league had the Chiefs win, so he would be in the Super Bowl and more high profile for him and Taylor. So when they finally announced they're getting married and endorse Joe Biden something, something, something. I'm not even sure. And give birth to Obama's love baby or something. Anyway, this piece in the National Review by one of my favorite writers just about how this obsession that we've all got with politics, and and now it's on the right. It used to be on the left, and he makes a decent point that we used to mock on the right when we would hear from the left things like the orcs in the... Uh, 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 Lord, Lord of the Rings. What are those yeah. troll movies? The Lord of the Rings movies. The orcs are clearly racist depictions of something or other. Or cowboys, the bad guy in the movies wearing black hats is because black people, something. We used to mock that sort of thing all the time. But now it still happens on the left and is happening on the right. Every movie everybody goes to, they pick out all any i mean there are movies that are woke and are annoying but not all of them all of the time every single thing doesn't need to be run through the filter of is this an attempt to do something politically and you know taylor swift and travis kelsey being turned into a political thing is just and it's gonna make us all nuts that's not to where to look that's not to where to have your focus of concentration um, on on your daily life. And it's always, of course, presidential politics, by the way. Just pretty much primarily presidential politics. <laughs> right, right. Let me speak on behalf of uh, at least a, a slim majority of men 
when I say that if Taylor Swift wanted to have sex with me, it wouldn't take George Soros telling me to go ahead and do it. <laughs> Some elaborate conspiracy. From Travis Kelsey's standpoint? Um, well, no, I'm speaking for myself, just uh, putting it out there. Right. But I, I don't know how we get away from this, where every movie, every song, every every everything all the time is run through the lens of politics. It's not good. There's no way that this is good for it. It's not making us a better country. It's not, it's not helping our conversations about issues in any way. Yeah, I think part of the impression that you get is that it's bigger than it is because uh, this one in particular is so silly. It's getting a huge amount of attention on the left. So they're amplifying it. I don't think there are that many conservatives running around thinking there's some sort of dark conspiracy involving Taylor. I don't know. Travis. The obsession over the Barbie movie, I watched it and thought, whatever. And the same thing with uh, the better number of movies, songs, whatever. It's like I see them, I listen to them, I'm like, okay, maybe, but whatever. We got to boycott or hate or write an article about or just, we got to stop. We just have to flip and stop. And Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You ask that when we encounter an individual that we ask what their preferred name, gender identity, and pronoun would be when we address them and to refer to those individuals that request to be called a specific name that we use that in our conversations with them. That is a spokesperson from the El Paso, Texas Police Department uh, talking about their new LGBTQ plus minus over the power of three uh, policies where the cops have to go through the what are your pronouns pronouns dance. And if the person says my pronouns are dog and dog self, <laughs> as they're trying to figure out whether the person was driving drunk, they've got to go through all that rigmarole. It's idiotic. It's absolutely idiotic. It's all based on radical uh, gender theory, queer theory. Uh, and then you have the situation in New York. I don't know if you, well, there are several situations in New York. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this. The uh, The city council passed what they called the How Many Stops Act, which demanded that cops document the age, 
race, ethnicity, gender identity, and pronouns, or whatever the heck else of everybody they uh, deal with in any significant way. Uh, traffic stop, uh, stop and uh, frisk, uh, an arrest. Even somebody is a witness. They have to document all this stuff. And then there will probably be resulting reams of paperwork that they have to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, before I get to why that's so insidious and why the uh, the woke types want it, uh, New York PD response time hit record highs over 16 minutes. If it's a serious thing, like somebody's shooting at me right now, it's uh, nine minutes and change, I think. Oof. Uh, but it's now the record longest it has ever taken the NYPD to respond to calls. And and, and we were talking earlier about um, even some liberal publications talking about how serious the drug problem is in the blue cities. And how, like in San Francisco, it's people are just dying right and left, and it's a f- miserable failed experiment. And I said, you know, we have two choices. Either let people do drugs and die and not spend billions of dollars on making it easy and comfortable for them, or we stop people from doing drugs and we crack down on the drug trade and the rest of it. And we didn't have time for this thought at the time, but it, it clicked in my head. Our police are undermanned and demoralized. Can you imagine if we said to our our cop shops, as they currently are staffed, all right, uh, hey, guys uh, and gals, we're going to launch into a giant new war against all the Salvadoran and Mexican and and domestic drug gangs on our streets and all the users and the rest of it. Huge new push. We're We're back to criminalizing hard drug use. Can you imagine? Ugh. Man, I was uh, following the, um, uh, a slight side note based on your drugs, the, uh, that scene down in Southern California, out in the desert, middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is straight out of No Country for Old Men. Picture that scene where you got all the burn-up cars and bodies and everybody's been shot. That's exactly what they found. Very breaking badish as well. And uh drug cartels. And it's and it's all about because il because illegal pot is so profitable now. It's more profitable than before marijuana was legal in California. And a lot of it has to do with the forty percent tax on legal marijuana that just makes it so expensive that so many people are buying the illegal stuff. Wait a minute, say listeners who are only half paying attention. Did you say a bunch of, like, cartel guys were slaughtering each other in California? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. course. What do you think's going to happen with a wide-open border and, and their profit center being in the United States, at least to a large extent? Yeah, they're operating openly now in the U.S. <laughs> That's lovely. Anyway, back to my main thread. So w- w- the reason the progressive lunatics are imposing this burden on NYPD officers has to do with the way critical theory works. The word critical in critical theory is super important. And it, it's everything from the queer theory to the post-colonial crap to the uh, uh, critical race theory. You pick everything apart. You criticize everything, every phrase, every sentence, every word, and you accuse people of being racist, and that's why you said that. And the person in question is like, I didn't mean that at all, what you're saying. Yeah, well, you're a racist. Anyway, so what they're doing is forcing these cops to pile up all of this data about ethnicity and gender pronouns and the rest of it so they can look into it and say, 51% of the people you stopped or this, that, or the other, you're clearly a racist. This is straight out of critical theory. 
and they're going to weigh the the cop shop and uh, the, I've used that term too many times. Uh, the police department of New York uh, down with this stuff. It's just it's utter garbage. Yeah, it would have to have an effect on you as a policeman, just like subconsciously. I would think you'd think. God, I don't know how many Hispanic guys have I arrested today. That's going to show up in the stats. I better knock it off. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. On top of all the other crap uh, our peace officers have to deal with these days. Uh, yeah, so it's it's clear what's going on there. And, and I feel for the people of New York because your wonderful city is about to get even crappier than it has. Uh, and speaking of law enforcement, one final note sort of on this theme. This story flew uh, under the radar mostly. It's another Fonnie Willis story. This is the utterly corrupt gal in Georgia who ran on getting Trump and is prosecuting Trump for, uh, uh, you know, election interference type stuff. Um, uh, definitely, it's kind of in the middle of the pack for completely nakedly political and yeah there are some shenanigans there but she is she is completely corrupt this is the gal who's paying uh close to a million dollars to her boyfriend for his services even though he has no expertise and then the two of them go on expensive vacations together that funny willis well this is yet another chapter in her dealio that's not getting a lot of reporting uh we're going to play you a tape of funny willis talking to one of her subordinates and uh, I'll fill in whatever blanks there are. I can't recall precisely how this unfolds, but uh, the subordinate is talking about one of Fonnie Willis's lieutenants who is clearly violating the law the way he is using money. Michael, that's 27. If you had to give me a sentence, what is the sentence thing? Once I told him about his respectfully and in an email about his lack of leadership and the fact that he wanted to do things with grants that were impossible and I kept telling him like we can't do that and questioning stuff he would take me off projects tell people I wasn't doing what I was supposed to because I questioned him because I understood I helped write that grant I knew what was in that grant he told everybody in front of Crystal Deontay everybody we're gonna get MacBooks. We're gonna do that. We're gonna get swag. We're gonna use it for travel. I said you cannot do that. It's a very, very specific grant. Took me off. I questioned Junior DA. There's kids in there from out of the the um the county. All this took me off Junior DA. I didn't not want to do it. He made it look as if I wasn't doing what I needed to do because I questioned him because so, I knew for a fact Mr. Cuffey respectfully did not know what he was doing. Period. So, so I respect that is your assessment. Um, it was clear to me that you and Mr. Cuffey were not getting along. And I'm not saying that your assessment is wrong. I want you to really listen to the words I'm saying. And then the words she's saying really don't address at all that young woman, Amanda Timpson, and her objection that uh, Fonnie Willis's lieutenant is violating the law over and over and over again and misusing funds, including for his own gain. Um, uh, uh, less than two months later, Willis abruptly terminated Ms. Timpson and had her out escorted out of her office by seven armed investigators. She filed a whistleblower complaint. Willis's uh, office issued a statement describing Timpson as, quote, a holdover from the prior administration who was terminated because of her failure to meet the standards of the new administration. Just utterly egregious. That poor gal is a hero to taxpayers. 
she was trying desperately at the verge of tears saying he keeps accusing me of not doing the job but not doing i want to do the job i love my job but these people are stealing money and they're wasting it and funny willis is saying i'm not denying the validity of your appraisal of the situation but uh, thank you for bringing it to my attention now if you'll please go away two months later the gal who blows the whistle is fired and it just so echoes. I wish I could remember specifically who it was. I think I was a teenager. Uh, Gladys. There I was, a teenager, uh, <laughs> talking to somebody about Chicago politics. And I think it was one of Jesse Jackson's uh, outfits, Push or the Rainbow Coalition or whatever. And they said, Joe, here's how it works. You get the organization they call themselves Up With People or uh, Justice Now. And uh, and and they bellow about uh, civil rights and lifting the people up and, and the evildoers and the rest of it. And then they go behind closed doors and everybody chuckles a little bit. And then the politicians say, yeah, we'll get you grants of $5 million a year. And then in return, they kick back a portion of that in lavish campaign contributions to those politicians. And they guarantee that they and all of their people and everybody they serve will always get to the polls and vote for that politician. It's A, money laundering, and B, uh, patronage it's the way politics works in chicago and i thought oh okay well that's exactly the way it works in uh atlanta that's what that young woman is describing hey these lavish government grants for the kids and the woman you can hear in her voice the concern she has for the kids it's not going to the kids in the right way they're they're misusing this grant money <laughs> you poor naive sap says Fonnie willis I've heard your description, and I'm not saying it's wrong. Thank you for coming to me. And then, rip, she's out. So that kind of stuff will either or not influence the Georgia case in the whole Trump election thing. That's the election interference. Uh, yesterday, there is another delay announced in the D.C. case, which is also election Documents? Huh? No, D.C. is the January 6th yeah. stuff. yeah. That's the January Florida's 6th. doing the the right. Uh, yeah, the documents one's not going to happen in time. So while that's right. the one he's most clearly guilty of, uh, that's not going to happen in time to have an effect on the election. The D.C. one seems to most be the most dangerous one to him at this point, and it got delayed again, according to the Washington Post. So the question now is, um, if the media, the voters, and Merrick Garland will tolerate a trial on the eve of, during, or after the Republican convention. With the wheels of justice always sure to grind more slowly than normal life does. So, since it got delayed again, are you are you gonna do this thing like the week before the convention, or during the convention, or immediately thereafter? How is that gonna play? Very, very poorly. And if it's and if it's and and if you're gonna claim no, it's not about keeping him from being president or. And you know, have any effect on election? This is just you know, well. Then hold it after the election. I can hear actual banana republics saying, "Dudes, you're going to put the leading candidate on trial like right before your election? Too much, too much." Right. And then one of Vladimir the- Putin is saying, uh, "You can't do that. It's too obvious. Maybe push him out window." Yet, push out the window, uh, not, not show trial during election. Another great headline before we take a break. Influencer gets fake belly button tattoo to make herself look taller. She got a tattoo. Ooh, there's a lot there. She got a tattoo of her belly button, like three inches above her belly button, but wears high-waisted pants and thinks Shut it up. makes it look taller, I guess. 
This is a quote-unquote influencer. <laughs> right. We'll finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And attended the National Prayer Breakfast. Biden actually made history as the first president to attend the National Prayer Breakfast and the Last Supper. Oh, you see. At one point, people oh. thought Biden was in deep in prayer, but he just nodded off. Yeah, well, that's that doesn't work as a joke because that's actually happened a couple of times. Yeah, uh, you can't conserve. Uh, 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 what's the right word? Take I'm, two. I'm Joe Biden. <laughs> We're I'm Joe all Biden. Joe Biden. Like this is a common word I've used a million times, and I can't. It's there, but it's not there. You know how that happens. Oh, I know the senior moment. I know it's shocking. Wow, I guess I'll choose a different word. You can't accuse Ben Shapiro. If you Sh- can think of one. Huh? You can't con- uh, accuse Ben Shapiro of not being a conservative, can you? He wants Taylor Swift to get married uh, to Travis Kelsey. He's talking yesterday about how this this is a good, wholesome story that conservatives should like. She's not really a sex pod. She hasn't been she isn't talking about having babies out of wedlock. She done all these different things. She falls in love with this guy. Um he's gonna propose to her and they're gonna get married, and it would be good for it's a it's a good story why are we trying to make it into something bad very heteronormative yeah exactly that term used yeah exactly (laughs) pretty girl handsome fella gonna get together and have a bunch of super children or or (laughs) so children that take over the so she's so she's a bit of a lefty yeah Uh, whatever i know we got this note from russ in portland uh that i really enjoyed uh guys uh, about the outrage from some nuts on the right about taylor swift ruining football all that it's manufactured nobody gives an s i'm only vaguely aware of her because i'm a guitar aficionado and taylor guitars very high and very expensive brand i own five because i'm better than you he writes uh <laughs> put out a taylor swift edition okay cool not for me her music isn't for me because i'm not a 14 year old girl i neither like nor dislike her whatever she's dating some football dude okay cool again who gives an s <laughs> no 
one cares if she endorses Biden or Trump or Pee Wee Herman. She's a pop singer. I like Metallica. I don't know their political leanings, nor do I care. If Lars Ulrich, their drummer, endorsed repealing the Constitution and going full communism, I still wouldn't care because I like their music. I really enjoyed that last Top Gun flick, even though Tom Cruise is a lunatic. If I was into listening to Gregorian monks belching and flatulating in four-part harmony with a backing track of screaming goats and shattering glass, I wouldn't give a steaming pile about the political leanings of either the monks nor the goats. I would just enjoy the art that is before me. Nobody cares. It's all bovine excrement. Happy Friday. I agree with every bit of it, except for I think if Taylor Swift came out and endorsed Pee Wee Herman for president, we would wonder (laughs) about her mental state. Well done, Russ from Portland. Well done, sir. We've now entered Final Thoughts with your host, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. He's dead. He's a pervo. There's just a bunch of reasons why you wouldn't endorse. What? Hey, hey, he masturbated in a theater once. He's a gifted entertainer. How dare you? Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. I won't be having that. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap up the show for the week. Michelangelo, our technical director, lead us off. I'm afraid to tell Jack this, but uh, Subway has what they call foot-long cookies now. They just brought... Oh, what? Yeah, I, I got to check these out. Although I'm not, no, I can't anymore. But yeah, it's, imagine a chocolate chip cookie, but it's a foot long. Their cookies are good. Cookies should be round, Michael. <laughs> With very few exceptions. Katie Green, our esteemed newswoman, has a final thought. Katie? Back in 2011, my friend and I said, why doesn't Subway make ice cream sandwiches? And we did make a foot, two foot-long cookies and stuck ice cream in between them. Oh, boy, that does So I started good. that sure. problem. Gimme. Jack, a final <laughs> thought for us? Joe deciding on a Friday to head out the door soft-peddling public masturbation for some reason. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> where Are you going to criticize turn, my hobbies? <laughs> I don't know where that turn came from. Oh, boy. Oh, gosh, my final thought. Uh, oh, my final thought is this. Go have a big time. Maybe you meet somebody uh, attractive, intriguing tonight. But remember, syphilis rates are skyrocketing. <laughs> wow. We did not get to those stats, but you don't want a dose of that, man. Wow. Yeah. That's old-timey. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Not as grueling as syphilis, Jack. So many people to thank, so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com, click on the hot links, drop us a line, pick up some swag. See you Monday. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. I love it, man. It's the combination, I think, of idiocy and cynicism. This is a beautiful moment. I mean, this is the sort of original sin. Th- this is a joke. Uh, this is horrible. It's cold. Another day in paradise. Enough talk. Do you understand? I cannot understand the word you're saying. You gotta clean the wax out of your ears there, Limey. <laughs> huh? Wow. Goodbye, everyone. Have a great Friday, you mother... Uh, Armstrong and Getty. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.